we are all living in a chaotic period. And this is a creative space where that chaos and social constructs may collide. But it is up to us to embrace and celebrate the culture, but to destroy and survive the chaos. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Chaos Zone. And this is the Chaotic Culture Podcast with Ked the Pro and Law. Please proceed with caution. Good morning, good morning, good morning, beautiful people. And welcome once again to another edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. It's your boy, your favorite, loudmouth millennial, the one and only Ked the Pro, aka KJ, whoever they want to call me. Uh, just sitting here, got my boy Law back in the building. What's good, brother? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's been a little minute. Yeah, yeah, man. Um, if you listened to the last episode, of course, once again, I appreciate you for uh, being able to listen to me talk for a little minute about, you know, the random stuff that's been going on within the last uh, couple of weeks, including the, uh, the reason why it's important that we all should go out and vote, you know, with the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And then, of course, the situation with Breonna Taylor. Um, I, it's still a very sore and a very, like, raw wound right, right now. So bear with us, of course. You know, we still going through that, especially with um, Trump already announcing the his Supreme Court nominee, um, a- Amy Coney Barrett, who pretty much is like the, the most radical of I won't say radical. She's just the most right wing of Catholics I think you'll ever find. But that's neither here nor there. But still, um, just y'all keep keep us keep us in prayer. Cause this is this is a crazy time, unfortunately. Um, that being said, despite everything that's going on, man, Law, how have you been, bro? Oh man, uh, I can definitely say my body is like feeling the impact of like distress. You know what I'm saying? It's, mm-hmm. it's been been a lot to go on and a lot to happen. And now that I sit and think about it, it really does feel like September, but September is gone. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, for everyone listening to this, man, this is we we in October now. Of course, we're yes. recording this in September, but by the time you listen to this, it's be October. So we this this month kind of went by fast. You know, I'm about to come up on another revolution around the sun. Yep. <sighs> Dang, man. Yeah, you what you what twenty. 24? Four? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm like, yeah, you won ninety six, so twenty-four this year. Hey, um I mean twenty-four was a twenty-four was a fun year for me. So hopefully it'll be for you, man. It's did a lot did a lot of good things when I was twenty-four, so uh, I'm taking it all in <laughs> with, uh, with a grain of salt, man. Yeah. Uh I will say, you know, twenty-four also was kind of a period of an uncertainty for me because of you know, graduating from HU with the masters and still not being able to find a job. Yeah, yeah that that six month period was, eh. But 
I mean, still, it was a, it was an overall experience, and I think, you know, I learned a lot at 24, and hopefully, you know, you will too, man. You know, because I, when I'm, I'm talking to you like I'm like so, so much older and whatnot. I mean, I'm not, but still, <laughs> yeah, I'm just like I said, taking it day by day and um, not rushing where I'm at. Just understanding that, like, I'm still in a learning phase of my life. And mm-hmm. It's okay not to have everything together. Oh, absolutely. Shoot, man, I'm I'm borderline thirty, and I still don't have a lot of things together. So, hey, it's take it day by day, man. It's a marathon, not a race. Uh, um. Uh, for those of you who are out there, of course, if this is your first time listening to us, you know we once again we appreciate you for tuning in to us and you know listening to two young black gentlemen just you know talk about life in general and just talk about you know things affecting our community both in a positive way and both in a negative way yeah you know it's 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 some things going on that uh you know we we gotta we gotta touch bases on this is a this is an important episode though because um i do have a guest later on that you guys are gonna hear um we we definitely did the interview um before we me and law got together and recorded so the the it's gonna be of course about the importance of financial literacy so i definitely want everybody to be sure that you you know tune in for that because it's it's important that our community hears it because we don't hear it enough as is and as much information as it is out there for us to you know become uh, financially literate as well as you know make strides to close the wealth gap there's still a lot of us out there who just not not even paying attention or too easily distracted and not listening or you you have the same continuous mindset that you know you're, you're you don't want to invest in your future so you know, we're not going to like shove it down your throats or anything like that, but it's, it's important that you hear uh, this young lady speak later on. So just tune into that. Um, in the meantime, we, we are going to catch up on a few things that have happened um, before we get into that. So obviously, uh, the first thing I want to talk about real quick is basketball. You know, yes, yes. <laughs> lighten the mood just a little bit, man. Jimmy um, Buckets is getting it done right uh, last night's game was sort of a letdown but i think they're gonna close it out in the next game yeah yeah i i definitely i want i said in the last episode i want to see uh heat lakers final um i'm a big big jimmy fan and a part of that was because you know when he first got drafted to the bulls again i didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. and he exceeded my expectations a lot so unfortunately, the um, the Bulls locker room couldn't get on the same page as him because he wants to win, and they're just kind of eh. so they traded him to Minnesota, and then he runs into the same thing. Minnesota, he wants to win, and but apparently Carl Anthony Towns and um, Andrew Wiggins at the time they just kind of like uh, they cool getting the paycheck. He's not with it, and notice how they haven't made the playoffs since he left. It's a, it's a doggone shame the tim- where the Timberwolves are at, but it's another story. He went to the Sixers. They got close, or at least they got close to the um, Eastern Conference Final, but then Kawhi. Yeah. <laughs> Kawhi ended that, and then on top of that, it just seemed like they couldn't get on the same page contract-wise. 
And so, I mean, he, he had to find a fit and Miami seems to be the answer. So, um, I'm definitely expecting, you know, it, I, I did say it was probably going to either go to six or seven, but I'm definitely expecting the heat to close them out next go round. Um, the, the Lakers, uh, as much as I love the combination of, uh, Jokic and Murray, they, they're not stopping Braun and AD. Let's just be real. Um, I, I don't, I don't see it. Even if you find a way to limit one, you, it's going to be hard to kind of limit the other because in the last, I still got faith that they're going to pull it out. Oh, you think that they, uh, they're going to come back down from a uh, three, one. Oh, you talking about, uh, the nuggets. Yeah. Oh, nah. Stick a fork in them. They done. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> stick a fork in them. Man. No, uh, in all honesty, I, I would hope that, um, they are able to come back. And at least make it a six-game series because I said I said Lakers in six, um, but you know if Braun closes them out, Braun closes them out. I mean, you, you really can't do much with that. Well, I was gonna say for Miami, I've called it the last two series, uh, mm-hmm. Heat in six, and they did it in five with the uh, they well they swept the first round. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. They swept the Pacers. Got the Pacers out of there. <laughs> they got right with them. Right. And then um the the second series would be uh oh, what was the team? That was the um, Bucks. Yeah, the Bucks. They they took them out in five. They got, yeah, they got them out in five. And so I said this this series is going in six. Yeah. The next two is going in six. I I believe it so because I, I know Boston is a um is a pretty deep team so, um, and I all I honestly thought that they were gonna uh, knock them off, uh last night but it Boston woke up and uh, woke all the way up in that second half it's, yeah it's, <laughs> when yeah. I, I peeped in and it was a uh, one one hundred two to ninety three I was just like one hundred seven whatever the score I was like dog where yeah. did this come from oh, I, I, I was expecting them to go ahead and close it out and go ahead and get they rest. The whole time, if I was them, I would want to, like, keep my games as close to, like, running as possible. Because, mm-hmm. like, that, you don't want no real downtime when it comes to it. You want to keep your game legs so that you ain't got to try to fight an uphill battle. Yep. Which is the series with L.A., bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, at this point, with the Nuggets, man, I think... I, as much as I want them to come back, I kind of figured like, yo, y'all are coming back down from three one now three times in a row. Y'all, y'all about to be gassed. Like, I don't see how they have the the energy and the stamina to uh, to continue. But I mean, if they do at least come back and push it to seven, that would be nice to see. But I, uh, you you do that one too many times with with the Jazz, and then you do it again with the Clippers. Eventually, your your body's gonna say, bro, we can't we can't keep doing this. We can't keep fighting these uphill battles. <laughs> Um, so, I mean, it's not like the, the Lakers are doing a good job of disrupting the passing lanes and, uh, with the, with the Nuggets and granted the, the last game that they played, they were able to hold AD from getting any like meaningful rebounds until like later, much, much later in the second half. But still, it just seems like, you know, the moment that the Nuggets were trying to go on the run, here come Braun. Um, they find a way to limit him, but then. The, the Lakers bench is just too deep, man. You got uh, Codwell Pope hitting threes. You got Rondo hitting threes out of nowhere, man. Well, like Rondo, <laughs> at, Rondo, I mean, he old now, but 
<laughs> yeah, but he still do that. Like, you know what I'm saying? He still he got the he got a little jumper on him, man. Yeah, I'm, but I knew Rondo like had a jumper, but I never knew him to have like a consistent three point shot until I started watching him in these playoffs. I'm like, yo, when did Rondo start hitting threes like like this? I I've never seen that in his entire career, but you know, oh, that ring. Hey, man. Hey, and he would he be one of the first people to win a ring with both Boston and with LA if they won this year? Because I don't think we've had a player that's ever done that. I don't think so, no. Wow. Oh, you <laughs> got a couple rings. He is gonna say, yeah, he got he got two rings with the Heat and one ring with the Cavs. So this you know he'd be sport. yeah. Um, he would be another um. Which which play I'm thinking of? Uh, Big Shot Bob, Robert yeah. Ory, winning winning rings with three different franchises, but <clears throat> still, that's crazy because I don't think yeah I don't think anybody has ever won a ring with Boston and then went on a ring with LA or vice versa because those are two rival franchises and if if the Lakers win this year they would be the first he would he would be the first anyway but uh what's what's next uh, football. football. Yeah. How about them Cowboys? Uh, those who don't know, he's a Cowboy fan. Um, yeah. Um, he, he knows I'm a Steeler fan. And, and honestly, I don't have any ill will towards the Cowboys for real, for real, except like if you're a Lakers, Cowboys, and Duke Blue Devils, and New York Yankees fan. If you're all four, I, I just right. can't talk to you. <laughs> like, that's just that's just too, too much. But, uh, 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 which I'm a Tar Heel fan. Tar Heels. Cowboys, Miami Heat, and I watch baseball, so I'm a Red Sox fan. Okay, um, not really a, a, a an avid baseball watcher, but when it, when I do watch baseball, it'll either be like the Red Sox or it'll be, um, it, it'll be like the the San Francisco Giants probably. I watch or, Atlanta too. Yeah, um, I typically that one would be the time to actually start watching baseball because they. They're in the playoffs too, as well as hockey. Everybody's in the playoffs except football. Football just coming back. I was about to say they basically crammed everybody's season into these last five, six months. Yep, yep. Um, football starting out pretty good. Um, I know the the Cowboys are one and one. Steelers are two and zero. Uh, who who the Cowboys got next? Seattle. Ooh, that's going it's to be, be interesting. Good game tomorrow. Yes. Um, unfortunately, I I have to work on uh, Sunday, but. Um, I'm going to pull it up on my phone and see if I can try to watch a few games while we get some customers done. Hopefully, I don't have another, uh, a whole lot of customers tomorrow because I think everybody and their mama want to come and rent at around 12 so that way they can catch football too. Definitely um, uh, recording this game if I don't get to catch it. That's real. That's real. Um, we got the Texans. So uh, as much as I love Deshaun Watson, one, he doesn't have any weapons around him. Nope. Damn Bill O'Brien. <laughs> I think he purposely built that team to, to lose for whatever reason. I don't know why they let him trade away DeAndre Hopkins, but whatever. Um, and then the defense, I mean, you got you got JJ Watt and the defense is is okay, but I don't think I don't, I don't think the uh the that the Steelers are going to lose that game. At least I, I hope not. Um, cuz Steelers are a very interesting team to where they beat the teams that they're not supposed to beat, but then lose to the teams that they are supposed to beat. So, you listen, you talking to a Cowboys fan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We yeah. lose, draw, let up the team with, man, listen, some of them decisions that be made down there, man. Listen. Uh, I feel it. Oh, uh, 
I'll be sitting in the house like, why? <laughs> <laughs> why? Yeah, man. But y'all, um, I didn't get a chance to watch y'all game, but I, I saw that y'all had a really good comeback game against the Falcons. And I, I really feel bad if you are a Falcons fan. Like, oh, that was too close for comfort. Yeah, this is it's crazy, man. And yeah, I saw the final score, but if you if you a Cowboys fan, um, you know, again, I don't I don't hate the Cowboys. I I, mm, it's really Jerry Jones, honestly. I think that's the only thing that's really just keeping me from because I like Dak and I like Zeke, but it's just like y'all owner is Jerry Jones and he just got all the power and I don't, don't want to mess with that. So I know Cowboy fans are kind of, you know, as I said in the last episode, they, they are some <laughs> fanatics. And I said that I didn't know any fan base worse than Lakers, and I said no, I lied. It's the Cowboy fans, but um, either that or uh, Cleveland Browns. Fan. Oh God, <laughs> Browns, Browns fans, and I'm a Steelers fan, so y'all know I can't stand Brown fans. <laughs> Who, boy? Hard for the team, right, <laughs> right, y'all. Every- Every over season, back to back, <laughs> it don't matter. <laughs> You're right, man. But I, I got to give Cleveland credit because they do go hard for their teams. Like, they'll go hard for the Cavs and they'll go hard for the Browns. They'll go hard for the Indians, even though, I mean, the Cavs are the last team to win. But even though none of them, none of them teams are winning uh, franchises, they, they go hard for them. So, hey, more power and respect to y'all. I just, I just can't do it. But anyway. Um, uh, I don't know if you saw the uh, preview for it, but or the announcement, but Conor McGregor is talking about he wants to fight uh, Manny Pacquiao. McGregor wants to fight Pacquiao? Yeah. Hmm. I was I, like, interesting. Yeah, very, <laughs> very. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't. That's because, I mean, we all, we all know McGregor lost to, um, to Mayweather, so yeah. I, I, I don't know how I feel about him wanting to fight Pacquiao because I think uh granted Pacquiao is, is over the hill but still I, I don't I don't think McGregor would want to get in the ring with Pacquiao at least I don't think he's gonna win I definitely don't think he's gonna win but we'll I guess we'll see I guess we will see uh but I, I I'll definitely look into that what, what's going on with this um this exhibition that's supposed to be happening happening between uh Mike Tyson and um, what's over his name? And I just like that I'm drawing a blank. Mike Tyson and uh, John Jones, Ron Jones. Uh, I think so. Hang on, I'm, I'm about to look this joint up because it, it's hard when I, I don't pay attention for uh, a little a little bit and I, I start to lose track. So it was supposed to be. Um, John Jones. Uh, yeah, John Jones Jr. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, is it still happening, or did they just change their mind, or what's going on with that? Because I, as old as Tyson is, I still wouldn't, I don't want to get in uh, the ring with him. Not, not, not John, Roy Jones. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Roy, Roy Jones Jr. I, I, I'm. As good as both of them were, I I don't think I would ever want to get into the ring with Mike Tyson, even if he's 50, 60, 70 years old. Uh, 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 no. No, sir. But, I mean, you got John Jones, you know, the UFC fighter. He talking about he would want to fight Mike Tyson as well. Now, now, oh, so John Bones Jones wants to fight Mike Tyson, huh? I mean, 
If you want to get, hey, hey, more power too. Hey, Bones is is a great fighter, but that's that's I don't know. Again, Tyson is a is a monster, and Tyson, I literally, if I ever was a boxer, there would literally be three people I probably would never ever get in the ring with ever, and that would that would be one Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson, and I think the third would be um George Foreman, only because. I don't know how long I, I would be able to last because uh, dude used to knock people out three rounds. Now, if I able if I'm able to get past round five and I'm still fighting for him, and then that's another story. But yeah, I, those are those were like three people. I'm like I don't think I ever want to get in the ring with any with with those three men at all. But um, rest in peace to the great uh, Muhammad Ali in that statement. Yes. yes. Um. There, what what else? Oh oh, so I obviously this past week we had um the uh I, I don't I don't really don't want to call him last name, but we had Mr. Daystar drop his uh album, his response to Megan The Stallion. Um, he gets I no, from me. no, he he gets none from me as well. I I have not listened to it. I don't plan on listening to it. Uh, no, no words can describe that. I, the only thing I can just describe is the situation because you got people who who decided to listen to it and say that the album's fire. Uh, uh-uh, I'm not putting myself through that because there's, excuse me, there's no reason why the situation happened the way it did. I don't care what excuse that you use. Um, he could tell his story and whatnot, but you know, first saying that he's coming up to her and apologizing, and because he was too drunk, and then making a whole album saying that he wasn't at fault and then wants to criticize her, but then wants her back, but then then continues to slam her. Uh, nope, nope, no words for uh, for me. Uh, Mr. Tory Lanez, you are still a lame-ass nigga. Excuse my language, but you are still a lame, uh, and we, we won't go any further than that. So, um, so what I'm going to do here is we're actually going to get into the segment right now with uh, Tremaine. So, um, I want you guys to listen very, very carefully. Um, when we come back, it's definitely going to be a, um, interesting conversation for those of you who are looking to, you know, build a budget, especially for black, young black women listening to this. If you're look, looking for mentorship or if you're looking to actually, you know, find a way to balance your budget or to invest, I would definitely, definitely hit her up and listen to her. She's going to um, also plug in some websites that you can listen to her um, or at least get advised by her. So don't move. We'll be right back with the interview with Miss Tremaine Wills. What's up, family? So before we get on to the next segment, I got to make one more shameless plug. Of course, this plug is going to go out to a very, very good friend of mine from Hampton University. You should already know. She is a classmate of mine. Shout out to Quintessence 8. Her name is Maya Butler. And she is a black educator currently located in Dallas, Texas. 
I'm not just here to promote her. I'm also here to promote her brand. Elevation, a higher standard. And this brand is pretty much a clothing brand that is apparel for HBCU and black educators. If you haven't checked out any of her apparel yet, I really suggest that you do so. She just made a dope ass Hampton University crew neck that I will be taking pictures of and be on the lookout for that. But also check out some of her other apparel as well. Not only does she make things for Hampton as well, but again, we've got black educator shirts and hoodies as well as other apparel relating to HBCUs. Including, but not limited to, Howard University, Tuskegee University, Spelman College, Morehouse College, etc. So, of course, if you're interested in black educator apparel, or if you're interested in any HBCU apparel, please go follow her at a higher standard underscore on Instagram. That's at a higher standard underscore. Also, be sure to check out her website, www.apparelxahs.com. If you have any questions for her herself, you can always follow her on Instagram and on Twitter at oso underscore feisty five. That's oso underscore feisty five for Miss Maya Butler. Be sure that you check out her apparel. And again, check out her website today. So ladies and gentlemen, what I'm going to do now is actually bring on my guest for this episode. So I'm going to give some background information and then I'll let her speak uh, about her backgrounding and give you more information on where she came from and uh, what inspired her. So uh, when I first met Tremaine, it was actually my freshman year at Hampton University in the five-year MBA program. We, uh, it, it took a while you know, because I was kind of, I, I was one of those people who had to, yeah, I kind of had to ease into the program because I kind of didn't know what to expect. And obviously, you know, the 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 first year there was kind of a, a, a culture shock for me. So um, thankfully, anytime that I got a chance to talk to her, she always gave me sound advice and whatnot because she was about a year or two ahead of me. So um, whenever I had a question, she was always willing to answer. And Thankfully, you know, uh, throughout the years, we've stayed in touch. And then next thing I know, she's still back in the area. And we got back in touch again after we had both crossed our respective fraternities and sororities. So naturally, I find out, of course, she's a financial advisor. And when I realized that uh, my my budget was in shambles, um, I was like, let me go ahead and go talk to her because I know she knows what she's talking about and can at least get me back on track. So. A very uplifting and and very powerful person, in my opinion, 
very, very close to God and connected with God, which is another reason why I brought her on here, because uh, ain't, ain't nothing like a, a woman of Zion to keep you on the, the straight and narrow path. So um, with that being said, I'm going to let Miss Tremaine Wills introduce herself. How you doing, Tremaine? I am doing awesome. So first, Kendrick, let me say thank you so much for that warm and kind introduction. Um, I was sitting over here like, man, I, I did not know those nice things about myself. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for pouring into me. That was that was a nice uh, feel good moment to hear that, you know, you found some value in our relationship. So to tell you guys a little bit about myself, um, my name is Tremaine Wills. I am the owner of Mind Over Money, which is a registered investment advisor firm. I uh, create financial plans, investment portfolios, and manage assets, primarily for Black women um, who are looking to retire early. And so I am incredibly passionate about financial literacy and my focus and my mission is to close the wealth gap. So I'm looking to connect with other people who are wealth-minded that want to teach and educate and promote financial literacy. And if that is you or you are somebody who wants to learn, please let's get connected. Sounds good. Sounds good. Uh, so uh, in regards to that, uh, I have a few questions, of course, so that way we can kind of get the audience to know more about what you're about as well as your company. So now I know that I've known you for all these years, but uh, I, I wanted to know when did you realize that you wanted to be a financial advisor? That's a good question. So um, I knew that I wanted to learn about money and I wanted to be wealthy while I was a student at Hampton. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I went into Hampton with no idea of what major I should have. So I actually went into the five-year MBA program a semester behind everyone else because I went in undecided. But I was asking folks, I was like, hey, what's the major you need to have if you want to be rich? And the responses were primarily business, right? Because- mm -hmm every organization needs business people to make it run. So that's why I went into the business space. Um, but specifically when I knew that I wanted to be a financial advisor was after I went into my first job out of the MBA program. Um, I was working as a financial specialist and it really felt like I was just working to meet a quota, right? We had certain numbers that we had to hit mm -hmm. and there really wasn't much value that I was adding to my clients, or at least not that I felt I was adding. And so um, I was sitting there just thinking like, man, I want to actually teach people something and not focus on stealing them from another firm or, you know, making sure I check off a number of boxes every month. And so it was in that moment when I realized I want to do something about the lack of financial literacy in my community. And not only do I want to teach about it, but I want to help implement building that wealth. Mm -hmm. Okay. Sounds good. Um, that actually kind of led into my follow-up question. It, it was more so like, was the knowledge disparities about financial literacy within the African-American community one of the reasons why you wanted to start your own brand? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, my previous employer, and I try so hard not to mention the name because the experience wasn't the best. Mm -hmm. 
But one of the reasons why I wanted to come help people that looked like me was that a lot of the clients I was serving didn't look like me. Of course. And it had gotten to a point where I had one client, I will never forget this day. I had one client who came in after I had called him, talked about you know some assets that he had that we knew about from his relationship with us and they weren't invested. And so I was like, hey, come in and come see me. So he comes into the branch and he comes in with a suitcase with a quarter million dollars. And he's like, I'm looking for the little black girl. And right. Oh, okay. Uh, all righty <laughs> <So> then. <laughs> I, um, I was like, wow. And what really blew my mind was that nobody corrected him. Mm. It's bad enough that he, um, the, the way he addressed you, that, that right there already irks me to, uh, to another level with the fact that no one corrected him. Just, again, disappointing, but not surprising. But mm. Yeah, so it was in that moment where I realized, okay, I want to go work with people who look like me. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not even sure he understood how disrespectful it was, but the fact that nobody else corrected it let me know that it wasn't a space that I needed to be in. I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, and I'm actually gl glad that you took the time to, uh, you know, make your own brand that would help, you know, people that look like you and especially black women out there who are going out and, you know, trying to be wealthy as well. And as you said, uh, eliminate the, the wealth gap between, people of color and those who unfortunately do not look like us. Um, so with that, just tell us a little more, a little bit more about Mind Over Money. Yeah, so Mind Over Money is my baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> it started in November of 2014. And it's crazy because I just did a post about growth. And right, many times we think success happens overnight. Mm -hmm. If you've been paying attention to some of my my updates, I've been winning nominations and awards for things. And it, it might appear to the outsider that these things have been happening overnight, like all of a sudden. But really, I've been doing this since 2014, and it's been over 2,000 nights of building this thing. Mm. Um, but Mind Over Money really aims to teach people that wealth starts inside of your mind, right? Mm -hmm. you have believe that you deserve to be wealthy, that you are capable of building wealth um, before it actually happens. I can't tell you how many people are like, well, when I hit whatever milestone, then I'll do X, Y, Z. And the truth of the matter is more money does not alleviate whatever problems you're fixing. Right. It just gives you more of those same problems, right? We mm -hmm. money resource that exacerbates whatever characteristics we have. So if I'm a naturally giving person, then when I have more money, I'm going to give more money. But if I'm a natural spender or a natural waster, then when I have more money, I'm going to do those same things just on a larger scale. Mm -hmm. and so my mission is to really teach people to shift their mindset around what wealth looks like and how to build those habits early. So that when the money comes, you already have the habits and you know what to do with it. Whatever you do right now with $100 is what you'll do with $1,000 is the same thing that you'll do with a million. Mm 
-hmm. So develop the discipline now with the smaller amounts so that when we have more, we know what to do with it. Excellent, excellent. Uh, follow up. Have you ever dealt with anyone who I, I should say that the, their mindset just wouldn't change no matter like how much you tried to teach them that their mindset about their spending habits just would not change whatsoever? So back when I was first starting, I ran across many people who had a scarcity mindset mm -hmm. and very paycheck to paycheck. And, you know, there was questioning of the pricing. And what I learned was that I was attracting that energy, right? Mm. And so I got to a level where I don't respond to folks not wanting to shift. We don't, we don't mesh. And so right. those aren't the type of people that I attract anymore. So I'm sure that when I first started, um, many of those people are in the same space because they just haven't grown yet. But now in the work that I do, primarily I'm vibrating with people who are seeking to elevate to the next level. They want to increase their finances. They want to find wealth in their health and in their relationships and in, you know, just every day, not just their money. And so because that is the energy and what I'm looking for, that's what's being reciprocated to me. Okay. Excellent. Um, and also, I, I do have to once again shout you out with that because you've definitely changed my mindset um, when I first came to you. So I'm glad that I was able to, you know, give off the energy that I'm willing to learn. And I'm willing to change spending habits because, you know, I noticed that as I was changing those things around, as I stopped, you know, spending so much money, primarily on a lot of bills that I really didn't need. Uh, I, you know, realizing that I cut back on a lot of things and I cut back on, you know, buying fast food and started buying more groceries and just adhering to that budget that you that you placed me on, I realized that that really helped change the way that the money flow started coming in, even if I didn't have uh, another source of income. And then I realized I started to get promoted within my own company. Then it was like, wait, a, OK, so I'm seeing more money and it's just staying there. That's that that's a good thing. That's a good thing. I'm I'm doing the right thing. So I, I definitely wanted to show that your your work is is really, really affecting other people. At least for me personally, it's affecting me. Well, thank you. I'm happy that it's been helping. That's always excellent to hear, you know, when you you try to teach and then something you say actually impacts somebody. So thank you for that feedback. Um, okay. No problem. That it's been working. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Um, so, but other than myself, uh, have you started to see improvements in the way uh, that our community or specifically the community that you work with within Hampton Roads is uh, investing their money once you actually started this venture or after like the first couple of years? Yes. So the cool thing about this journey is other people's growth with you, right? So like when you first get started, you're kind of fumbling and trying to figure it out. But then mm -hmm. as you grow and people continue to follow you, they grow too. And so listening to other people say, hey, you know, I was able to pay off that debt. And now all I have left is like this one credit card. Mm -hmm. Or, hey, you showed me how to create this portfolio. It did 13%. Like hearing those kinds of things are great. And it's weird in the 
investment space because I'm not allowed to brag and say, you know, I get these kind of returns for people. And so mm-hmm. I don't really get to promote and, you know, make that kind of information public. But it's nice to like see the stress leave people because they have a plan and they know what they're shooting after. And it's no more of, you know, staying on the hamster wheel, continuously going through that feast and famine where, oh, I got paid today. Let me spin this up. And then, you know, you're waiting those three or four days eating ramen noodles until mm-hmm. that comes because, you know, you really had no direction for your money. And so watching my community, our community. So I have a Facebook community called Get Your Money Right. And watching mm-hmm. that community grow and hear people say, you know, I've saved my first thousand dollars. I've never had a thousand dollars saved. It's like, oh, my God, I know you feel good. Right. Because mm-hmm. when, when you have money in your savings account, there's a new level of confidence that comes, right? And not that $1,000 is even that much money, but it's like, I did that. I've never been able to do that before, and I did that. And so just watching people have that next level glow, that that confidence, that belief that they can do things Mm -hmm. is so inspiring and motivating. Good to hear, good to hear. Um, And and I'm glad that that continues to motivate you because, again, uh, one of the things that I know is not talked about a lot just within uh, our community, but just in other African-American communities as well, is just the fact that, you know, not too many people are investing. And as you said, they just have the scarcity mindset um, as well as those who just, you know, it's like spin, spin, spin. But then, as you said, you're, you're eating struggle meals to pretty much just get by to your next paycheck. And then you spin, spin, spin again. And it's it's rinse and repeat at that point. Um, I know for uh, a lot of folks, it just seems that I don't know if the I, I can't say the information isn't out there anymore because now it really is out there. But why don't you think that the, a lot of the communities are moving forward in changing their mindset? What do you think is like the biggest obstacle? Distraction. Mm. It's more difficult now to focus than it ever has been before, right? Because we got these handy dandy phones, right? Yep. And every 30 seconds, there's a notification that pops up that wants you to go check your Facebook, go check your Instagram. You got a message, you got an email, right? Mm-hmm. And so getting consumed in what is happening externally can quickly and frequently take you away from the focus you need to go after your own goals. And so I don't think it's that um, we don't care, right? Mm -hmm. I do believe we care. I think that it is hard to stay focused when you don't have a clear plan. And many of us refuse to allow anyone in to help us develop that plan. I see. Uh, so you think it's more so that they're afraid to like reach out in, in the event that they need help with something? Yeah, because it's embarrassing, right? And so mm-hmm. even like when I first started, I was very, very private. I wouldn't tell anybody that, you know, I had credit card debt or that I had cashed out my thrift savings plan for when I from when I worked at NASA or any of the bad stuff, right? Mm-hmm. I was just teaching facts. But what I learned was sharing the obstacles that I've overcome helps make people understand that we're all learning. 
right? There's, there's probably nothing many people have done that I haven't done and messed up in regard to finance. Mm. And so, and I, and I'm serious about that. Like I was leaving my job at NASA to go start my full-time career as a financial specialist. When I left that job, I cashed in my thrift savings plan, which is a retirement plan. Mm -hmm. So you think somebody who's going to be a financial specialist would know better, right? Right. I was young. I think I was, what, 22 at that time? And my priorities were different. And so I really want people to understand that the mistakes you've made with your finances in the past should be left there in the past because at the time it was what you wanted. That's where your values were. That's where your focus was. So our spending reflects what our focus is at the time, right? So if we go through a timeline, when we are younger and we might be like middle school, high school, right? What do Mm -hmm. we care about? Mm, When you say middle school, high school, like we we care about, I guess the the, the latest, pretty much the latest fashion, the, the latest music, Right. And that's what you spent your money on. Your parents yep. would get allowance. You would save it up and get some Jordans or you would buy the, the newest whatever outfits that were out. Right. Mm-hmm. That's like the, what you cared about at the time. Then we get a little bit older. We get of age. Right. We can drink. We can party. And then when we're in our early 20s, that's what we're spending our money on. Mm-hmm. And finally, you start to progress. You get to the point where you're having children and you're a little bit older and your priorities shift. And I think many people, they assume that because their finances aren't in order, that they shouldn't talk about, well, you know, I have $15,000 in debt because I decided to take a whole bunch of trips with my friends, but not realizing that many of your friends have that same debt too, because they were trying to go on trips with you. And so- right. Priorities of that time are what we spent our money on until we get to a point where now we are ready to start thinking about, okay, how do I make this next shift and ensure that my future is secure? Mm -hmm. When we have these conversations, I love telling people that whatever happened in the past is done, right? We can't change it. We can only learn from it and understand that whatever our attention Wherever our attention goes, that's where intention flows. And so if my mm. attention is now on creating a secure retirement for myself, then I need to be intentional about making that happen. And so that's how everything is. I really want us to not be so embarrassed about, you know, the, the mistakes we've made and to learn from it and just build, right? And it doesn't matter what the age is. If you are in your late 40s and you're, it's just now clicking for you, Congratulations, because there are some people who are in their 70s that still don't get it. So don't allow this age or this by a certain time you should have this amount or whatever the case might be to stop you from getting a proper plan in place because you're afraid of what people are going to say. Anybody who is judging you isn't confident in themselves, which is why they have to pass judgment on you. I definitely appreciated that quote that you just dropped. Wherever your attention goes, your attention flows. I'm going to use that uh, in, in, in the words of Tremaine Wills. I'm going to save that one. <laughs> so um, th- thank you for that. Thank you for sharing that info, because as you said, you know, uh, um, when it when it comes to our mindset, there are people who yeah, it may not click right away, 
Um, and, and then there are some factors that, you know, people might be embarrassed to share, you know, what they got going on. But at the same time, you know, as long as it clicks and as long as they're able to move on from it, then that's genuinely what's going to help them in the end. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, so what I'm going to do here is we're going to drop a, a few important messages here. So when we come back, of course, we're going to ask Ms. Tremaine um, a few more questions. And then afterwards, we should be through with the interview. But uh, don't move. Stick around, guys. We will be right back. What's good, everybody? I hope you're enjoying today's episode. So before I continue on to the next segment, uh, just hear me out really quickly. I did want to talk about a media company that I want to promote. So I have a friend down here in Atlanta who put me on to this dude. His name is Rob Madden. And of course, he has a media company called Rye Media Company. Uh, I've checked out a couple of his skits, a couple of his uh, short films and feature films that he's doing right now in Atlanta. And can I say dude is talented. Dude has range. And he aspires to be, of course, a great actor, which, of course, he's inspiring me to do the same. So with that, I did want you all to go and check him out. You can follow him on Instagram and Snapchat as well, as well as on Twitter at I am Rob Madden. And Madden is spelled exactly how you would figure it would be spelled, just like the football game. So go to Instagram, Twitter, and Snapchat and follow him at I am Rob Madden. You can also really find his media company on YouTube, and that's at Rye Media Company. So whenever you go to YouTube, just be sure that you look for Rye Media Company. Check out his videos. Check out all of his short films and feature films. Check out his skits. Dude is extremely talented. Also, be sure that you uh, follow him up so that way you can purchase a shirt through his media company. Of course, he has the Rye Media Company and Rob Madden Made It shirts. Again, be sure that you check out his media company on YouTube at Rye Media Company and follow him on Instagram, Twitter, and on Snapchat at I am Rob Madden. And you can also find him on Facebook as well. Go out and support black business, support black artists, and continue to support black actors. What a break. <laughs> okay, looks like we're back on. All right, so we're back, ladies and gentlemen. And um, once again, I want to thank Jermaine for joining us here today for this episode. Um, I hope those of you who listened to that first segment were. Uh, we're able to gain some knowledge. So we're going to continue this interview really quickly uh, because, again, we know that uh, Tremaine is a you know very busy woman and she's out here changing lives in our community. So Tremaine, alluding to the last conversation that we had uh, in regards to you know people either being embarrassed about their financial situation or having those distractions, uh, why do you think so many of us, you know, hesitate to actually, you know, invest our funds or, you know, balance our budget? What are some of the things that, you know, keep us from moving to that next step? I think it's because we are afraid of change. Mm. Um, trying to do any new thing requires you to be uncomfortable and we are conditioned to find comfort, right? Mm -hmm. if hot 
we turn on the air. If we're too cold, we turn on the heat, right? Our bodies want to be in this desired state of comfort. And so introducing yourself to a new budget or trying to learn to invest or trying to do anything that is out of your comfort zone, you're going to be met with resistance mm-hmm. and have a choice. Either you lean into the resistance and you push back so that you can power through the change or you succumb to it. And so I think for many of us, instead of leaning into it and fighting that resistance, we succumb to it and we stay where we are because we know that struggle. It's it's a comfortable struggle, even if it's a struggle, but I know it, I know what to expect. And so I really believe that if we want to elevate to another level, it's going to require us to push back and meet that resistance with perseverance. Okay. Uh, thank you for that. Um, from your personal experience, did you feel as though it was, uh, you know, that you, that you had those same barriers to entry for you? Like when it, when it came to, you know, uh, changing your lifestyle around so that way you're able to help others. Did you find yourself also going through that, that difficulty to accept change a hundred percent definitely right so when i was first starting like i mentioned i was not debt free i had consumer debt um and i mean like 20 grand in credit card bills consumer debt not just a little exactly right and so i still was fighting that battle i was fighting like not making a lot of money because i was on a teacher's salary at the time Mm -hmm. and Um, I just struggled with this idea that anybody would even listen to me. And so the the fears that I had about folks listening to me compounded with, I'm not even out of debt myself, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, There was a lot of resistance to overcoming that. And so I would start a budget and it would go well for like the first part of the month. And then by the end of the month, blew my budget, right? And so I'd have to start over and try again. But fortunately for me, I was chronicling this journey so that when it was time to talk about how I powered through it, I was able to identify what other people were struggling with when they met that same difficulty. So, and that's another reason why I love the position that I'm in because I'm not a, you know, a trust fund baby. I didn't, I wasn't born into wealth. Mm -hmm. This was something that I learned about and grew into. And so, it's easier for me to have a conversation and be relatable to people who are the first in their family to, you know, make six figures. Right. So, um, for, for me, it was definitely a struggle. And even breaking into new levels of income is a struggle too. Right. So not just getting out of the paycheck to paycheck cycle. Right. Cause once you break that, the next thing is, okay, how do I accept that I deserve to be paid more for my time? Mm-hmm. How- I decide that, okay, I'm going to charge more for my services. And so those are all obstacles that I had to overcome. It doesn't just stop. The the growth doesn't just stop once you get a little bit of money in your savings account, right? Because new levels, new devils, and you have to fight them at every level. But once you realize you can beat that first level and you understand that, okay, I did this last time, I can excel on this next level. And I can excel in the level beyond that. And if you gain this momentum where you truly believe in your own power and that's what propels you. 
Excellent. Um, sheesh, man, if you would have never said uh, about your struggles and uh, when you first started, I would have never known. Um, hey, I, I definitely appreciate the candor here. Um, this is coming from someone who, you know, I don't have like a lot of credit card debt at all. Like I, I pretty much wiped out my credit card th debt thanks to you. Um, but I, I, I do know, unfortunately, what it's like to be in major debt because uh, student loans. So um, granted, of course, those are on hold right now, which I, I was able to save up a little more because, you know, they're at forbearance because of the pandemic. That being said, I'm still paying towards that because I'm like, OK, I just don't want to stop payments. I want to be sure that I'm staying in the habit of making sure that I at least get this taken care of. So that way I don't forget about it whenever it pops up again. So um, but yeah, I, I definitely appreciate your your honesty and your candor in regards to, you know, your struggles of dealing with that. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to uh, the, the people that you've helped. Um, I guess I, I should say, you know, what, what are some other, I guess, examples from people who have uh, benefited from your service? Just, you can give like one or two, it, it doesn't matter. Um, so I've helped over a hundred people mm -hmm. and I started just doing budgets and helping people put together debt payoff programs. And so one of the most notable um, points of feedback that I received was a young lady I helped um, put together a budget who was also a business owner. And she was able to pay off multiple credit cards and prepare herself for her new child. In addition to that, she was able to increase the revenue on her business and negotiate the rent for her location, for that lease. Mm. And so it's her giving me feedback on everything that I coached her through. Um, you know, it's amazing, because this is, this is a real person that you, you witness the struggle and then you see the other side after that stress is gone. And, and for me, that has been one of the greatest um, relationships that, I've been able to grow. Um, and even though she never became an investment client, um, because she's not there yet in her journey, helping her get to the point where she is now has been phenomenal, right? And so mm -hmm. I think like people ask, you know, well, what's your biggest client or, you know, things like that. And I don't even think the bigger clients are the ones that excite me. Mm. I think it, you know, catching back up with some of those people that I started with where, you know, I was, I was doing stuff for like 30 bucks. Right. You know, when you don't, when you don't know any better mm -hmm. and seeing that, that $30 investment they made in me turn into, you know, thousands, right. Such a great return on the trust that they gave me and the faith they had in me to help them. And so I would say she's probably one of the biggest stories from the beginning um, recently though, I was able to put together a financial plan for a young man and I don't typically work with men. Mm -hmm. So this, this was a very special scenario and I delivered the financial plan and he was like, you know, with all due respect, I love you. This is the best thing I have ever seen. And like, I'm like, ah, 
<laughs> right? <laughs> um, and so, you know, and, and I could just feel the weight that was lifted because there was this level of clarity. And that's what I'm hoping to provide people, that level of clarity where they know exactly what they're doing with their money and they know exactly what to expect and not have to stress about the next paycheck or how am I going to save enough money to buy this down, put this down payment on this house, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, the, those, those wins like that, those are the things that keep me going. Hey, I, I love a good success story here, um, especially for those who are, who benefit from what you are able to do for them. I, I really, uh, I think that the the more that we get of that, you know, it, and as you said, like you, you seem to, you know, you, you, you've really embraced, you know, helping these people financially, but just as you said, the bigger clients weren't the ones that, you know, gave you the most joy. I, I can see, and I can see that, uh, and I can hear that in your voice. So, um, as you said, I don't know if, uh, if it's any, you know, consequence to you, but just, just from the way that you helped me, that's why like, I'm always appreciative of you just even giving me a, a little bit of advice when, um, I, I had a financial question like a, a couple weeks ago when it, when it came to the, the issue of my, um, my mother's house, I wanted to, you know, ask you because it was like, you know, out of all the, uh, people who are financially sound, that I know of, granted, I was in the same MBA program. I want to be sure that uh, I'm giving her the right advice. So I'm like, let me go ahead and confirm this with Tremaine before I give my mom a definitive answer. So mm-hmm. um, just just knowing that you know that you that you've been at least there for for me if I needed it, even even so, you know, I I know that you don't typically work with a lot of men, but even you just being there for me um, a couple of times, I still, you know, greatly appreciate that beyond, beyond, uh, you know, it's really kind of hard to put it in words. So I definitely just know that I really, really, really do appreciate you. So. Well, thank you. I appreciate you too. Thank you for trusting me. Thank you for inviting me to your space. Um, You know, I, I don't take things like this lightly because you know, this is your platform. This is your baby. And so I appreciate you for giving me the opportunity to be in this, this space with you. Oh, yes, ma'am. When when I first was thinking about this, I said I needed to be sure that I get Tremaine on here because she she can give some really sound advice, you know, for, for our audience. But especially even for me, again, just in case I need to go back and listen to what we talked about. So um, continuing on, uh basically what what is your ultimate goal with your brand um i want to close the wealth gap and i know that's a tall order mm-hmm. and i have not quantified what that even looks like yet but here locally in the hampton roads area my mission is to eliminate poverty okay I believe that is done through financial literacy and connecting people to resources. So I am on an aggressive hunt to find the resources in Hampton Roads and be the person that people can come to. Like, oh, well, I need, you know, how do I get in touch with TANF, right? Even if it's just mm-hmm. like the, the basic foundational levels and then being able to put people on a path to wealth. I think that the easier we can make this to give people directions to follow, the better it'll be. And so that's my mission. I want to create a path 
for people to follow that they can trust and understand that they won't be led astray. That actually brings up a follow-up question. Um, so uh, for the, the audience, like what are some good resources that they can look into just, you know, I, I don't want to say that, you know, cause I know we want to be sure that you are, you know, compensated for your services and things like that, but just, if there, if there are some resources that you can just spit off real quick that you think may, may help uh, somebody out here who's listening, uh, what are some of those resources that you recommend that somebody might look into or do more research on? Oh, yeah. So I'm all about the education. Mm -hmm. So many of these platforms have resources for you to look up and learn the language, right? Mm -hmm. it, to understand wealth, we need to understand the words of wealth. And so a great place to start is Investopedia. Mm -hmm. And so they have many, many different uh, vocabulary words so you can build up your financial vocabulary, right? So then you know what conversations are happening when you hear different words, assets, liabilities, mm -hmm. uh, price earnings. Like when you hear these things, you understand it. So that would be a place I say to start. Um, and then, of course, join my free Facebook group, right? Okay. So free Facebook group called Get Your Money Right. Starting October 1st and every quarter after that, we are doing a challenge. It is free to join the challenge, but the goal is to jumpstart people into having a plan for their finances. And so you don't have to worry about sitting down with me and paying a retainer fee. I'm going to help you do this on your own. So that even if you can't afford a one-on-one -on -one financial planner, financial advisor, at least you have the resources to do it yourself. Okay. Uh, thank you for that. I'm pretty sure that you know, the audience here will definitely, or well, hopefully, uh, go into that. Because I, I find myself on Investopedia a lot anyway, just so that I can remember terms from school that I might have missed. Um, of course, as you said, assets, liabilities, um, even return on investment, things Things, those vocabulary words, I know, you know, just off off the top of my head. But then there were some that I actually had to go back and look up just to refresh my memory and make sure that I knew what I was talking about um, when whenever I would speak with somebody about these things. So uh, I definitely uh, appreciate that. Um, now, what what is your opinion as far as, you know, people looking like into the markets and wanting to invest say like they wanted to invest in the stock market or they wanted to invest in futures and commodities or even Forex. I always tell people, do your research. Mm -hmm. So if you are investing, you need to only invest what you can afford to lose. So that means I'm not gambling with next month's rent money. I'm not putting, you know, $1,000 in the market and then getting upset when it drops to 200, right? Because mm -hmm. money that I can actually afford to lose, it's not the money that should be in my savings account. And so um, while there is no right or wrong answer um, about investing because it's a different beast for every person, you have to understand what you're willing to lose because when you get into the market, it's not guaranteed. Mm -hmm. And so learning about the things you are purchasing is vital because the value fluctuates. And so if I'm just, you know, purchasing stocks because 
Somebody on Facebook said I need to get it. Well, if the person on Facebook owns that stock, they have incentive to tell you to buy it, right? Because supply and demand, if yeah. there's a high demand for it, the price drops up, right? Everybody wants to buy it. Mm-hmm. And so you have to be very, very careful with taking advice from people who have ulterior motives. And not to say that everybody on Facebook has an ulterior motive, but if I'm invested in the market, I want my thing to go up in price. And so right. just make sure you do your research. You are very diligent in understanding what you're investing in if you choose to invest in individual stocks. Um, and understand your options. So Forex is the hot thing right now. Mm-hmm. For those of you who are listening in the latter part of 2020, because I'm sure this podcast is going to live on for a while, um, <laughs> Forex is the hot thing right now. And um, many people are promoting it through network marketing. And so if you do decide to go down that route, understand the options, right? Understand what the platform looks like, understand how you actually make money. You need to know what your break-even cost is when you get into this thing. So um, Forex definitely makes money, right? But there's lots of ways to do it. So that's why I say always do your research and have a true understanding of where you're putting your money. You don't want to just throw money blindly anywhere, regardless of who tells you, right? Even Mm -hmm. if I tell you something, as a licensed professional, I still tell my clients to go, hey, look this up. See what your thoughts on it and make sure you understand what's happening because it is your money. Okay. A very thorough answer there. Um, just to kind of comment on, you know, my situation, because uh, I know that, you know, as you said, you only invest in what you can afford. And that's currently what I'm doing, um, you know, in the stock market. I'm not doing Forex yet. But um, I definitely wanted to be sure I did my research on it before, you know, I, you know, dive head first into something like that. It's like, OK, slow down. Let me be sure that uh, I have the knowledge of the actual market itself. And then, you know, let me take the time to learn these things like I'm, I'm in no rush. It's a marathon for me. So I'm going to do all that I can to be sure that I'm aware of what I'm investing in and then how much I'm investing into it, uh, because Uh, When we talked about it, when we first began this budget, like even investing in the stock market, because it is so volatile, you know, you have to play the long game with these sort of things. Like it can't just be one of those short term. Oh, wait a minute. I just lost such and such dollars. Let me go ahead and and sell my stock and things like that. Like you have to be sure that this is a, a long term game and a long term investment thing that you're planning when it comes to investing into the markets here. Yeah. I mean, long-term is best for most people. There is a space for short-term strategy, but that's reserved for people who are day traders, right? Mm -hmm. If tension is to find the gain and to get out, that's a different strategy. Right. But for most people, that's, that's not what they know how to do. And so for most people, it doesn't make sense. So if you don't understand that part of the market, then that's not the space you should be in. Right. Right, right, right. Um, so we, we're, we're winding down here. Just a, a few more questions. Um, one, I, I did want to ask, like, if, are there any negative perspectives that you want to eliminate when it comes to financial literacy? I want us to stop thinking that just because you are 
born a certain way, like at a certain wealth level, doesn't mean you can't end at a different level, right? Because mm-hmm. even people who are born wealthy can end up broke yeah. if they have the proper mindset to maintain that wealth. Even if you are born in poverty, you can become wealthy, right? We hear mm-hmm. so many of those stories, right? People started from the bottom. Now I'm here, right? Yep. So you have to believe that it can be you too. You have to believe that you can come out of whatever situation you're in. And I think a lot of the, the tips and strategies I have for finance apply to life in general. Because I, I believe that everything is connected. Mm-hmm. It, there aren't things that operate in silos. If you are struggling in your finances, there is a very, very high chance that you are struggling somewhere else. Either you lack discipline with your exercise or you lack discipline with your diet mm-hmm. or with your work ethic or with relationships. There's something else that is broken. And so when you start to focus on fixing, you know, the things that are broken in your life, everything else comes together. And so I, I really believe that's why I'm so passionate about helping people with their finances, because not only does it help you relieve financial stress, you start to see improvement in other places because it all spills over. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, last question here. Um, I always reserve this space for people who want to promote themselves. Of course, you have a, a big brand here, so I definitely want you to go ahead and take this opportunity to, you know, promote yourself, you know, drop whatever social media that you want to drop on here. Of course, I know that you talked about get your money right. Um, if you want to talk a little bit more about that, you're more than welcome to. Go ahead. Just let the audience know, like, well, how can they follow you? How can they talk to you and get in contact with you um, or just, you know, for social media related purposes, if, you know, to follow you on whatever platforms that you're on. So uh, just if you want to go ahead and take that time to go ahead and promote yourself, ma'am. You know, of course, thanks so much for giving that space. Right. Because I'm always going to say Yes, ma'am. <laughs> um, for, I, there are two levels of entry. Um, if you are somebody who is looking for a one-to-one relationship with a financial advisor who's going to teach you what to do, I offer comprehensive financial planning, investment management, um, investment services to young women. So unfortunately, I do not work with single men, but if you are a married man, tell your wife to give me a call. (laughs) Um, I I just prefer to do business with women. Men, sometimes y'all be hard-headed, right? So if if that is you, if you are a young woman who is out here trying to save the world and you want financial stress alleviated and you want a very clear plan, um, find me at mindovermoney.net. That's www.mindovermoney.net. If you want to date me a little bit first, you can go to mindovermoney.net backslash retirement checklist, get on my free mailing list. I send out information about retirement and the market and long-term financial planning strategies, lots of free information for you to learn about um, how I do business. Now, let's say you don't want me all in your business. You want a little bit more hands-off approach. You're more of a DIY type person. You join, get your money right. Um, We are a free Facebook group. Every month in the group, I'm sharing content. I'm bringing in other financial voices uh, to talk about what's going on. Um, And there's an academy that is connected to 
this space. And so um, if you're somebody who's a DIY type, um, find us. It is Get Your Money Right on Facebook and get on this journey with us. So right now at the time of this podcast, we're about 1,200 strong in our group. And I'm excited because I know that number is going to multiply largely um, in the next few months here. Hey, that's still a good number to start. Wow. Okay. As we make, you making moves out here. That's that's good to hear. Um, anything else in regards to that? Anything else you want to promote? Um, no. I'm just I'm just hoping and praying for lots of black millionaires. I want us to have the capacity to give back from a full club. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, really quickly, if say that, say that a single black man did at least want to talk to you about what direction or what advisor he wanted to talk to, would you be able to point him in the right direction? I'm sorry, say that again. So I know that you said that you mostly work, work with, uh, with black women. I was saying, but say that there was like a single black man who like just wanted to talk to you about heading in the right direction or talking to the right financial advisor. Would you be able to point that yes. in? <laughs> yeah. So I have an advisor that I direct all of my male <laughs> clients to. His name is Gerald Grant. So he actually came through the MBA program with us. That was my classmate. Hey. <laughs> yeah. So Gerald, he just released a book, um, The Power of Generational Wealth. So I'm going to plug that for him. Um, if you are looking for an advisor, one-on-one um, -on -one that can help you out, Gerald is my guy. That's who I send all my guys to. Um, cause he does great things with them. If you are looking for educational content and more of the DIY and you want to work with a guy, uh, Kevin Matthews is who I recommend from building bread. And so again, another Hamptonian, we keep it in him family around here. Oh, so. especially. Yes, ab absolutely. <laughs> those are my guys. So those are my two guys again. So that was Gerald Grant, the third, if you're looking for a male financial advisor, um, and then if you're looking for a male voice in the DIY space, that would be Kevin Matthews the second with building bread. Awesome. Well, um, I, once again, Tremaine, I appreciate you for uh, coming on to this podcast and, and sharing your knowledge and sharing a little bit about your brand here. Um, I, I really appreciate this 100%. Um, and hopefully, for those of us who are listening at the time that this podcast has been recorded, hopefully you will do your part and, and go look her up, especially if you are a young black woman who is seeking to eliminate the wealth gap yourself and try to get on the same track that she has put me on and has put so many other black women on. So um, once again, Tremaine, thank you for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. I so, so appreciate you inviting me to this space. Not a problem, ma'am. Uh, guys, so before we uh, actually end this episode, uh, we will be right back because we got a few more things just to plug in really quickly before we sign off. So don't move. We'll be right back. All right, so that was the interview with uh, my good homie, my good friend, uh, Tremaine Wills. Uh, shout out, of course, to 
Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, um, you truly have someone who is going to be not only dedicated to that sort of sorority, but just dedicated overall to uh, service to everyone, in especially in terms of making us and making black women, of course, financially aware, literate, and giving them the opportunity and the tools to combat the wealth gap. So, um, wanted to just come back here with, with the homie law and just tell me what you thought about the interview, man. Uh, that, that was very powerful. Um, she talked about her experiences, not only just with like herself and her business, but how she really is in it for impact. And I think that's what, um, a lot of people tend to forget sometimes, Mm -hmm. um, especially with things like Forex and Robin Hood, those are our avenues for you to go out and impact people's lives. It's not necessarily for your own financial gain. Yes, you are in it for your your own reasons and to make sure that you know you are securing a profit for yourself. But if you are tapping into the, the networking side of, of Forex and, and things of the like, you got to make sure that you are taking care of the people that you are looking to, you know, basically start a business with or have buy into your business. Yeah, same same here, man. Um, interview was very powerful. Um, it's obviously it's it's things that I know because, you know, I was a business major. But uh, the, these are things that sometimes that you have to be reminded of. Um, and especially when you know how our uh, community operates and you see that, you know, the information is there, but for whatever reason, it's not reaching everybody and you know that it can reach everybody. So that's why we have these programs out there. That's why we have financial advisors out there. So that way, the knowledge that they have they can go ahead and and give it to you so that you can use that to build up your family and then if you have a business hey build up your business uh it's it's all about you know how we affect each other in our communities and how we can build up our community uh to be sure that it's stronger um one thing that uh, i know that i'm doing uh not only just paying attention to what my parents are doing uh, with their land and their property. Um, But just looking at some of the things on my own, as far as, you know, stocks and um, again, as you said, looking into Forex, uh, but mainly I know that with my parents getting older and with also me being in my late twenties, going into my thirties, I want to be sure that I am financially aware of what's going on in their lives. So that way, uh, if I need to, you know, work with them so that way we can continue to build wealth, then that's what we'll do as well as just some of the, um, assets that they have already and how that's going to benefit us down the road. Like, do I want my mom's townhouse, uh, townhome, excuse me, to become an investment property? Uh, what about the, the piece of land that my dad owns? Um, what's going to be, you know, outlined in his will and how can we, uh, turn that either into profit for our family, uh, without having to sell the land, of course, to the white man or, um, use that 
to continue to pass it down to you know generation to generation and how can they use that to build upon that asset so just a lot of things to uh to keep in mind um when 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 we're talking about uh financial stability it's it's really really important that we have this knowledge and it's really important that we continue to uh you know, build from the ground up and just continue to excel because unfortunately we as black people, we are 401 years behind. The, the other the other people unfortunately have a 401 year start on us. Uh, and part of that was, you know, being held back one by slavery and then by Jim Crow. And then of course by the uh, school to prison pipeline and just the prison system in general. Uh, a lot of hurdles and roadblocks we've had to get around just to even get to this point and unfortunately our fight is still not over it's not going to end for a while it's going to take us having to band together as people you know just stuff that we've sat and had conversations about before exactly um really taking the time to to get out of uh and don't get me wrong i'm not going to use this as a, a means to downplay anything, but we got to get out of the social media, man. Yeah. We got to actually get back to having conversations in person and and get away from the, the phone to face and get face to face. Yeah, <laughs> and, and and honestly, Tremaine made an excellent point about that because the phone can be a distraction. It's a major tool that we can use to benefit us, but. Nine times out of ten, most of us are just going to use it for a distraction, like getting on Twitter, being on Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Our phones are a means of outlet. Right. And granted, the phone should just be for communication. But, you know, with how America has gone and how technology has gone, we found ways to incorporate technology into everything. Yep. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they got it now to where you got technology in the shower. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So uh yeah, it's just, you know, taking the the time to to get back face to face and and really conversate about the things that are going to help change our people and our our, our nation for the better. Exactly. Exactly. So, um with that uh, just going to throw out a, a couple of um, apps here. Um, for those of you who, of course, are into um, the stock market, of course, definitely check out Robinhood. Uh, that, that's definitely where I'm at right now as far as stocks. Um, there's a, a few apps out there that'll uh, help along that journey as well. Like um, there's Acorn. I was going to say Acorn. Yep. Um, um, if you're looking for something that just allows you to save, um, if you're already at a point where you are good at, at budgeting, um, I would say download an app called Digit. It uh, takes a small percentage from your bank account and puts it away for like a rainy day or like if you want to save for an event. Um, it'll take each month um, like two to three cents out of, well, it's more than two to three cents, mm-hmm. but it'll take a, a small percentage out and put it to the side. And um, that's a way of saving money, and you can access that money in, in as little as a day. Um, but I use Digit. I've been using Digit for about two, three years now. And okay. I've, I've saved a decent penny. 
Awesome, man. I'm, I'm actually going to look in the digit myself because I was able to, again, with Tremaine's help, I was able to save um, and build on the budget a lot more. But I'm definitely looking to that as well, because anywhere that I can save, I'm going to definitely uh, look into that. If you're interested, of course, in just looking into how you know market trends um, or if you're trying to at least just watch the stock market, um, Yahoo Finance has always been uh, a, a pretty reliable uh outlet for me uh as, as far as just watching the market so i always recommend doing that but of course you know if you're looking at other things you can always look at your app store and and find uh you know ways to watch the dow jones or find ways to uh you know get involved in the new york stock exchange or the nasdaq um definitely definitely uh you know use your time wisely you know again we have phones so just might as well go ahead and make the most out of it um so of course before we uh, before we wrap up of course there's just a couple other things that we wanted to talk about before we uh close and uh, sign off on this segment um one thing that we uh, failed to mention in the uh, first segment of course when talking about things going on in our community and things going on just in the world in general is uh naomi osaka mm-hmm. yeah so uh, I gotta give big shout out to Naomi. Um, just won the U.S. Open. Uh, I wanted another Naomi and Serena matchup. Unfortunately, Serena fell in the semifinals of the U.S. Open, so we didn't get a chance to see that. But um, Naomi has truly proven that she is one of the top tennis players today, and, and Serena is still the goat. But I, I do love how Naomi continues to, you know, make her name within tennis um and then on top of that just the way that she presented herself how she wore a mask of a different person who was unfortunately a victim of either police brutality uh every day so it's important that you know she pretty much was sending a message without saying much and i gotta give her all the props in the world that is uh she was making bold statements without having to say, you know, a word as well as performing at the highest level. And she deserves all the praise in the world. I said on Twitter, like that my Twitter is officially a Naomi Osaka stand account. So, uh, I also have to give credit to, um, her boyfriend Corday, formerly known as YBN Corday. Uh, if you don't know him, I would definitely go listen to his music. He's really, really dope rapper. But he was also making statements as well while she was playing, wearing, you know, shirts. Uh, of course, you know, whether you believe in uh, abolishing police, that's that's on you. But, of course, he still had to make those statements, which I give all the credit to him. Uh, also, of course, he was recently arrested in a protest, not really doing anything. He was peacefully protesting and he was arrested. Um, that's something else we got to talk about. How no, he's, he's know, bond at a million dollars. A million dollars. Like, I felt like that was only because he had made it as an artist. Yeah. But it was also due to the fact that, like, there's some messed up stuff going on within our police uh, exactly. system. Exactly. Like, how is it Bond is more for someone who is not violently protesting, yet Bond for... Um, Dylan Roof? D- well, Dylan Roof didn't have Bond, so he, cause he, he's, that's considered that's right. a hate crime. But we're talking about um, the one of the shooters in Breonna Taylor's case, um, Hankison. Um, how was his Bond like less than $20,000? What? <sighs> that. 
That, yeah, that's a whole that's a whole <laughs> nother can of worms that we we will probably get into at a later date because good grief, man, it's it's already bad enough that um that that black people are targeted the way that they are, but still just the protections that the police have, it just seems like even when they do wrong, they not gonna get in trouble. They can do no wrong. It's up oh, slap on the wrist, and but anyway, uh. So with that, um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else that it, that we can talk about. But I think the pretty much that uh, that's, that's gonna pretty much cover today's episode here. We, um, I once again I have to thank Tremaine for for coming through and pretty much giving us you know the knowledge that she has, and hopefully we can have her again so that way we can talk more in depth about how we can you know structure. A, a financial plan for our families and the best way to go about that you know she she's a very brilliant mind and i will continue to celebrate her uh, again i've known her since i was 18 so uh I, i've always considered her uh, a shining light especially in a major that when i first got to the nba program i was lost and it was through uh people like her that i was able to get back on the right track so um I, I thank her for that. Uh, she also shares like um, she she shares Bible verses with me through our email, and believe it or not, I do check them out. You know, I, I still stand as a Christian, so I will always continue to you know read my word. But she she does share those Bible verses with me through the Bible app, and I still appreciate her for that. And I will continue to do that as well, and I will continue to follow her as she makes her uh her journey to close the wealth gap so um real quick law you got any plugs uh not that i can think of off the top of my head i think just you know uh like we've been saying before make sure you know you're taking care of yourself health as well um and here in the last couple weeks we've seen the uh death toll to the coronavirus go up so i definitely implore everyone that if you do go out that you know you're adhering to all the cdc guidelines and yeah just be safe because <laughs> uh it's real out here <laughs> indeed indeed um for me uh of course i i plugged in uh two people into this episode so definitely check out their uh the things that they're doing uh i i really uh just rocked one of the um sweaters uh crew necks that um that maya made so again check out elevation a higher standard uh again you'll you'll hear the uh the plug in for that episode uh i definitely really appreciate her hooking the brother up um you know support black business always uh especially those who are hamptonians you know i'm always gonna uh plug in a hamptonian tremaine is a hamptonian so you know it's it's only fair that like i'm, I'm always gonna boost up anytime you know hampton hamptonians around here doing great things always gotta plug them in 
um i'm, I'm going to plug in more people of course especially like those who are willing to help build our community but you know you you got to go with what you know because antonio is out here doing amazing things and it's only fair that i i reach out to them so we'll do uh more interviews with some more hamptonians uh down the line also um we're we're going to be uh, that's not making major changes but you're you're gonna see uh some more of uh nasa coming on here uh to this podcast with us because uh her voice is always appreciated and it's all again it's always good vibes when she comes through so you already know what it is um hopefully next interview we'll have her through in the meantime uh, guys once again uh be sure that you like share and subscribe this podcast be sure that you go and follow us on the facebook page like and follow chaotic culture podcast be sure that you follow us on instagram you can follow law at l.jr underscore 96 and me at k3d the pro also be sure that you follow our instagram page at chaotic culture pod uh, also follow us on twitter you can follow me at the same name at k3d the pro and you can follow law at law 96 underscore on twitter if you have any questions comments or concerns just be sure that you email us you can dm us and let us know what you think if you have any feedback of course be sure to share it if you got any questions that you want us to share on this podcast got any topics that you want us to share on this podcast please be sure that you uh, email us or you can dm us or, or if you know us personally you can text us or call us whatever the case may be just get in contact with us uh all the artists that of course that i've plugged in here and all of the uh especially with tremaine just be sure that you go and uh check them out if you want to i know tremaine didn't really boost up her social media but i i definitely want to plug her in here really quickly so of course you can follow her at tremaine wills on instagram that's t-r-e-m-a-i-n-e w-i-l-l-s um be sure that you go to her website uh, again www.mindovermoney.net especially if you are a black woman definitely check her out and of course uh go to her facebook page the free one that she offers for like with free advice be sure that you follow her up on that check her out of course uh more information regarding that page will be in the description so with that being said we appreciate you joining us tonight once again thank you for tuning in this has been Ked the Pro and Law with the Chaotic Culture Podcast. Be blessed. Be safe. God is love. Peace. One. Thank you for joining us on this edition of the Chaotic Culture Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our pod and check out previous episodes as well. Go ahead and follow the Chaotic Culture Podcast page on Facebook and follow at Chaotic Culture Pod on Instagram. Also, be sure to follow our personal pages. You can follow Law on Instagram at L.JR underscore 96 and myself, K3D the Pro, on Instagram and Twitter. Please also do us the courtesy and follow our featured artists and guests listed in the episode description. If you like this beat, follow at the RJ Stackhouse on Instagram and his Twitter page at RJ Stackhouse for more music and music related content. 
I hope today's episode blessed your souls and stimulated your mind. Until next time, folks, remember, embrace the culture, survive the chaos. This has been Ked the Pro with Chaotic Culture Podcast. Be blessed, be safe. God is love. Peace.